0: Keyboard Kimora Podcast is brought to you by One Bone. If you're a bigger guy like me, chances are you've had problems finding shirts and gear that fits properly. The length is there, the sleeves are too wide, and the fit is all boxy. The sleeves are good, the shirt is a little too short, meaning your belly or your butt sticks out, which nobody likes. One Bone is the answer. The gear is made of 95% cotton and 5% spandex, meaning you get a little stretch and it fits right in all the right places. There's length to cover your gut and your butt, with a number of different designs, styles, and colors to give you a complete wardrobe of good-looking gear that makes you feel comfortable and stylish every day. And as a supporter of this podcast, One Bone is offering you 10% off your next purchase with the promo code ESK10. That's my initials E S K, all capitals, and the number 10. Just go to their website, OneBoneBrand.com, check out all the gear figure out your size with their terrific sizing guide and get yourself into some fresh new gear this summer and become a part of the growing one bone community. One bone, the biggest brand. Everybody to another edition of the Keyboard Kimura Podcast presented by One Bone. I am your friendly neighborhood Spencer Man here at 9:30 on Monday morning in the new digs. We moved on Thursday. We are by no means settled in, but we are already settling in. And anybody that has moved understands what that means. They understand the distinction, the difference between those two things. I'm currently posted up in what we are calling the den. Uh, It will be where I watch fights. It will be where I do live streams with the Severe MMA boys. It will be where I come to watch basketball games when my wife wants to watch something else downstairs in the living room on the comfortable sofa that we will be ordering at some point and the giant television that we will be ordering at some point. The subject today, and I'm just going to get into it, is the unsung heroes of the UFC, and the various weight classes. And it is spurred on and prompted by the performance of Drew Dober on Saturday night. And to a lesser extent, uh, Dracar Close and Alex Morona. I wrote about it in 10 Things We Learned. Harry and I talked about it yesterday on the Next Day Takeaways, which is available on the Substack page as well as the YouTube channel. Please go check it out enjoy us talking about the fights for 90 minutes and feel free to subscribe if you're so inclined drew dober is one of those guys that we all appreciate every time he steps into the cage but the minute the event is over he sort of recedes into the background he becomes one of those figures who fades out of the spotlight in the moment on saturday he has that great fight with Rafael Alves finishes him with the, the left hand to the body and goes out and, and has a great promo afterwards talking about I turn down fights that I think are going to be boring. I want to be in here in exciting fights. I've got a good chin. I like to, you know, he, he does the Drew Dober thing that makes you love him, that endears you to him, endears him to you. But then the rest of the night progresses, right? There's another fight on the prelims. There's five fights on the main card, all of which have more stakes and more jeopardy involved and bigger storylines to them. And so when UFC 277 finishes, we're understandably and rightfully talking about the main event and the co-main event and the Sergei Pavlovich finish and Alexandre Pantoja's performance which Harry wrote about today in the Severe MMA Spotlight, that you should definitely go and check out. And Magomed Ankalaev getting a win, and what that means for him in the light heavyweight division, and all these myriad different things that push Drew Dober, and again, to a lesser extent, Drakar Close and Alex Morono, into the background a little more. And they're not people that we're necessarily talking about here on Monday morning, or even Tuesday as we continue to go forward dealing with sort of the the fallout and aftermath of UFC 277. But I bring that up and I focus on Dober today and people of his ilk today because they are so vital both to individual fight cards but also to their respective weight classes. They are the guys, they are the men and women, excuse me, who keep things moving forward they are the people who are sort of the 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 unsung most important piece of the ecosystem because as great as it is to have you know the elite of the elite you need that middle class of of competitor and it's it's unfair to actually call them the middle class because they are better than the they are above middle class i've started using the term second 15 to describe a bunch of these people and i think dober fits that description right they're not in the top 15 but if you were to rank out the next 15 fighters at lightweight drew dober is in that 16 to 30 range we know that because last year he was in there as the litmus test and he was in there as the next test or another challenge for fighters like Yislam Mahashev and Brad Riddell. And he's in there on Saturday against Rafael Alves. And he was in there earlier this year and and proved to be too much of a test for a kid like Terrence McKinney, who I will talk about tomorrow as the fighter to watch as he's returning to action on Saturday. It's fighters like Dober that continue to take these exciting fights, that take these tough matchups, that aren't necessarily as fixated on wins and losses and their result or their record, but more worried about testing themselves, being in entertaining fights, being in fun fights. And from a promotional standpoint, from a divisional standpoint, from a fan standpoint, they are the men and women that further give us further information about these different fighters that they end up opposite in the cage because we know the level that they bring we know where they stand in the division and they're often the measuring stick but what we don't do enough of in my opinion is talk about those measuring sticks and give them their flowers now because this is when they deserve them this is when we should be giving them because when the time comes that drew we're not necessarily going to look back and have these fond reminiscences for years on end of, hey, Drew Dober was really, really important in the lightweight division. Once he sort of settled in and started training at Elevation and got things organized, and it's, yep, going to fight at lightweight instead of welterweight, and this is the approach I'm going to have, and I want to be in exciting fights. As soon as he settled in, he became a vital cog in the way The machine worked in the 155-pound weight class. And you need those people. They are integral to things. That fight with Islam Mahashev, part part of why we know and understand how good Islam Mahashev is, is because he went out and performed the way he did against Drew Dober. Part of the way we know that Terrence McKinney isn't ready yet to be in that upper echelon, but has the potential going forward is the way he performed in that wild one round fight that they had earlier this year. And I think for me, it's important that we acknowledge these people now, while they are present, while they can hear it, while they are around and, and still a part of what's happening in the sport, is because there's going to be the next fight for drew dober and it may not be on a pay-per-view it may be on the main card of a fight night event whether it's at the apex or on the road as the ufc is starting to get back on the road this month and there will be a lot of people that just look at the record and say ah well he's this or that in the ufc and he's never been in you know the top 10 i'm not that jazzed but we as as people that discuss this sport and cover this sport and people turn to for insights about this sport know that every time drew dober steps into the octagon you're in for a good time it's it's entertaining as i said to harry today as we were talking about this even the weird ones are great right the leandro silva fight where it's the early stoppage and he gets tapped out Yep, it wasn't a great fight but it was weird it sticks in your memory all these years later i still remember Leandro Silva, who didn't go on to do much of anything in the UFC, but I remember that non-submission submission against Drew Dober. And the thing to me about the Dobers, the Moronos, the Dracar Closes, previously the, the Darren Elkins and the Rafael Sao at the highest end of it, is that I don't think people necessarily understand and truly appreciate what it takes to stick around and be this vital and this important in your weight class for this amount of time. In previous years, in previous places, I have written kind of compilations that I've titled, you know, the Darren Elkins All-Stars, or the Rafael Asensio All-Stars talking about the unheralded and underappreciated fighters in each division. And I'm going to start adding it into my year-end slash start-of-the-year repertoire because I do want to spotlight these people going into each year so that you have a list, so that you have a collection of athletes, just one from each division, that is... Important to that weight class, even if they're not in the top 10, even if they're not in the top 15, if they're not necessarily going to go on four, five, six, eight fight winning streaks and get into contention. Because those are the athletes that are showing us sort of the road for these other athletes that they're in the cage with, right? They're the ones that lay out and help us figure out the path that some of these competitors are going to take. You look at Alex Morono on Saturday against Matthew Semelsberger. That performance doesn't necessarily elevate Alex Morono anywhere in the welterweight division, and he too is probably part of that second 15 at 170. But what it does show is the limitations of Matthew Semelsberger and sort of where the ceiling sits right now for Matthew Semelsberger. And it might be that that's the ceiling forever and it's not going to be anything more than this for Semi, though I would like to see him get with get with a big camp and take a couple of years to, to tighten up some of this stuff that isn't quite right yet, as I said yesterday, on the takeaways. But for Morono, he seems to have accepted that that station of I belong in the second 15. I'm going to win two-thirds, three-quarters of my UFC fights, if not more. And yeah, I'll take the occasional loss because there are some guys that are just going to be better than me. Anthony Pettis is going to have more skill than me. Chaos Williams is going to be faster and more explosive than me. But for the most part, I am going to be able to be in here against... Either veteran guys like Donald Cerrone when he needed an opponent on short notice. Or a kid like Semmelsberger, a guy like Semmelsberger that's 29 and has had some success but has to take that next step up. And I think it's important that we take the time in the moment to address them because there's so much else going on every week and so many other big stories and fight announcements and things of that nature to absolutely and understandably fixate on that we miss out on opportunities to recognize these athletes in messaging with harry this morning about the idea of this podcast and about you know, Drew Dober and and what I had written on Saturday about his effort and and just the general having another general, hey man, isn't Drew Dober great moment this morning. Harry he put it about as well as I can as as well as it can be said. And that is that Drew Dober and Alex Morono are, are sort of the modern era Joe Lozons and Jim Millers of the world. Now those are two athletes one that i'm very close with that i have great relationships with and a great deal of respect for but two that never quite reached the mountaintop that didn't spend a ton of time in the top 10 jim miller did for a little bit he had a couple good years there where he was in the mix but then lyme disease and everything else has caught up and and knocked him from that perch but they're the kind of athletes that The minute there you see them on the card, regardless of who is across from them, you're interested and you're tuning in because A, you know you're going to get a great performance from them. They are going to leave every ounce of themselves inside that cage. Secondly, you're going to learn something about the person across from them. You're going to understand whether that person is someone to keep close tabs on going forward or whether they're not quite ready for prime time. Because we know the quality and the, the value of a win over each of those gentlemen. And now Jim Miller and Joe Lozon have gotten their flowers. They get them regularly. I wrote a piece a bunch of years ago for Sporting News, shout out to Andreas Hale, about Jim Miller talking to some of his previous opponents about what makes Jim Miller a pro's pro, a fighter's fighter, a tough out, but also a guy that you want to fight and i think it turned out really well and reflected a lot of the important things that we don't necessarily talk about enough jimmy himself whenever we speak as he's gotten into this later stage of his career we've talked about you know what are what's the most important takeaway for you from this career and his response has always been and he is 100% genuine in this having the respect of his peers. It's having that heavyweight that comes up to him in the back when they're all warming up, that says, hey, you're my favorite fighter. And he's, you know, not quite half, half the size of him, but pretty close. It's those things, and I think Drew Dober is going to be on some people's lists of, hey, you're, you're one of my favorite fighters. And I think it's important to take that time to address those things Not only just so that they get those moments and they get that recognition in the here and now as they are still competing, but also because it sets sort of an understanding for people that are observing this sport, that we're not just fixated on the absolute biggest names, that there is a value and an importance to the people in the second 15 and the third 15 and gatekeepers at every level and veteran tests at every stop and the challenging matchup that a prospect has to go through to see if they can deal with that one weakness in their game or that one hole that we don't know about yet I fully understand in today's media landscape and media age why focusing on the biggest names why dealing with Twitter interactions and social media posts are prominent and are at the fore for all of these websites. The same way that I understand the biggest names are always going to get the biggest headlines, they are always going to be above the fold. But what I do hope to see or would like to see and and myself i will continue to do is moments like this where we sit back and say yep there's there's plenty to talk about and there will be plenty of time to talk about some of those main card performances from saturday we're going to have amanda nunez discussions and brandon moreno discussions and alejandre pantoja discussions and so on and so forth but today i want to talk about drew dober Because tomorrow people are going to be talking about everybody else. And his performance, just on its own, his performance was great. And I think we should talk about standing in there against Rafael Alves, a clearly explosive and dangerous fighter who did some good things. And Drew Dober just stood there in front of him and was like, cool, I'm still going to fight you. And now here in the third round, I'm going to punch you in the chest and you're going to fall over. And it's terrific. But also because we're not going to be talking about him necessarily going into his next fight, right? Drew Dober is that sort of guy that he's the... So I listen to the Rewatchables on the Ringer podcast network. And one of the categories in their Rewatchables is the Joey Pants Award. That guy award right and we all know what that means or i hope everybody knows what that means it's that one actor that you recognize them you know who they are but you maybe don't necessarily know their name but you know who they are because they always stand out every time they pop on the screen and it's named after joe pantoliano who was the captain in bad boys who was one of the guys in the matrix the first matrix the guy that turns on the group i can't remember his name for the life of me I mean, way back dating myself. He's the evil pimp in Risky Business with Tom Cruise. But he's a guy that turns up and you go, hey, that, it's him. I know he's going to give me a great performance. Drew Dober is one of those guys in MMA. Alex Morono is one of those guys in MMA. Dracar Close, there's so many of them. I've written about him here when he was released, sort of saying these same things. Jeremy Stevens for a long time, and maybe not necessarily a that guy where you don't know their name, but somebody that you can rely on for consistently entertaining, always give you your your money's worth each time they step into the cage performances. And I value that. I appreciate that. That means a great deal to me. Because it may not be the big main event fight all the time. It may not even be co-main events and things of that nature. But as we sit and we judge these cards and we go through sort of the pre-fight valuation of these cards, having a Drew Dober there, the same way having a Joe Lozon or having a Jim Miller then and still, raises the value of it and raises the interest level for me and hopefully others we need to talk about those things. We need to, those things need to become more accepted and more understood. And it's one of the things to me where I often talk about being more proactive in terms of covering this sport and speaking about these athletes and these cards in, in comparison to being very reactive, right? We come away from UFC 277 and are, pleasantly surprised by how good it was. And we have a few moments where we do mention the performance of Drew Dober, and maybe Alex Morono, and and so on and so forth. But there's very little going in of, hey, and Drew Dober's on this card, and you know what you're gonna get. Hey, Alex Morono's on this card, and you know what you're gonna get. And I think those are the pieces that are most important. And I know there will be some people that are like, really, most important? more important than talking about amanda nunez or the interim flyweight title fight and to me the answer is yes because most people already understand or conveying the message about a championship fight and the value and importance of a championship fight is easy setting the table for nunez peña 2, peña nunez 2, we should name it correctly give the champion now former champion the respect she deserves That's easy. That's understandable. There's VTs for it. There's countdown shows. There's plenty of... It's easy, right? They fought before. Huge upset. Now they're doing it again. Done. But there's not enough time spent on, hey, and Drew Dober is this dude that's always in entertaining fights, and every time he fights, I end up coming away going, man, I can't wait to see the next Drew Dober fight because that dude's entertaining every time. Like, we need to spend more time going beyond those biggest names. We need to spend more energy talking about some of these second 15 fighters that lift the quality of these cards, that become the sort of foundational pieces, as I said off the top, the key pieces of these ecosystems that help us understand where prospects fit, which veterans are still got potential to move forward, whether they're going to go on a run themselves, right? Drakkar Close on Saturday has a good fight against Rafa Garcia that tells me that he's still got something left, that his window of being a top 15 fighter isn't closed yet. It's not open as much as it was three, four years ago when he was going into even two and a half years ago, going into that Benil Daryush fight, but maybe he can pry it back open a bit more. Maybe you can force it open a bit more. And that's something I want to see going forward. But next time Close closes on a, on a fight card, there's not going to be as many people saying, hey, and Close closes on this card facing this person who's maybe in the you know, lower third of the top 15 or in the upper half of the second 15. And there needs to be, because these are the men and women that build out these cards that give them greater depth and greater overall value that we don't do enough recognition of. We don't spend enough time recognizing the influence, the impact, the value that they have in these divisions, on these fight cards. And it's strange to me because we spend so much time wanting to talk about who's the goat and who's the best in this division and who's the next prospect and who's this person and that person and the other. And yet we have athletes that have long resumes and highlight reels filled with entertaining fights that have provided us hours combined of terrific entertainment and great moments that maybe haven't gotten to the top of the mountain that maybe never had the buzz that one of these exciting young prospects coming into the UFC has. But they've done more than that person and they consistently show out whenever they get in there and it feels like we sort of take them for granted. It feels like we just, as it happens, we go, yeah, I like that and then we forget about it. And I don't want to forget about them. I don't want to just skip by another great Drew Dober performance on Saturday. I want to sit for a minute and appreciate it and shout out Drew Dober and tell people, hey, remember this name because every time he fights, it's wildly entertaining and he's going to fight again in three or four months and it's going to be against another competitive, skilled entertaining fighter and it's gonna be dope whether it's on the main card prelims wherever it is it's gonna be dope and when it's done you're gonna be like I like that guy and I want you to remember to like that guy and to like Alex Morono and close and so many others that don't get their their individual moments because they're always overshadowed because they're not the biggest stars But they shouldn't just be about the biggest stars all the time. Yes, the biggest stars are the ones that drive box office. They're the ones that drive pay-per-view buys. They're the ones on the poster. But it's these supporting characters. It's these that guys and that girls that round these things out. That make these fight cards. That take these fight cards from being good to great. That take these events from being average to above average that bolster fight night events that make early prelims for pay-per-view cards outstanding and i really do think it's important that we as people that cover this sport that discuss this sport that follow this sport as closely as we all do take the time to say thank you to the drew dobers of the world to give praise to the Drew Dober's of the world that go out there every three or four months, health being what it is, and put on just bonkers fights all the time that are always great, that always leave us with a smile on our face and appreciating and wanting to see the next Drew Dober fight. I want people to remember that they wanna see the next Drew Dober fight. I want them to mark their calendar or write it on their whiteboard or whatever they got to do. Set a note in your, a notification in your phone that says, hey, don't forget Drew Dover is fighting on this day. Get excited. Because these are the men and women that move these divisions along. As I've said, these are the people that, that help us figure out so much about so many different athletes and provide us with so many quality moments inside the cage that we need to take the time to give them their flowers to give them their due while they are here because after they're gone they're going to be gone that's just the way it is with athletes that are in this space right we remember the stars we remember the champions we remember the biggest personalities but there are so many glue guys so many second 15s so many unheralded Darren Elkins types that are so vital to this sport and these divisional ecosystems that deserve that recognition here and now while they're competing. And today, I just wanna give it up for, for that group, for all of those men and women, because I appreciate it. The performances are always enjoyable I can't wait for the next one. Thank you, Drew Dober. Thank you, Alex Morono. Thank you, Dracar Close. Thank you, Darren Elkins, Rafael Asunção. All of y'all appreciate you. You're very important to this sport. Can't wait to see you compete again. <laughs>